Welcome to Generation X Paranormal. Each week on this show, Nicole and I will break down a paranormal incident, story, or any other account. So join us and welcome to Generation X Paranormal. everybody welcome back so this is uh this is going to be an interesting episode for a couple reasons one um the topic's pretty interesting but also it's our 20th episode so it is our season ending episode so that we are now ending season one and and don't worry season two is right around the corner uh i think we're even saying what date it is it's going to be on august 4th so not too long from now so we won't be without our our wonderful voices in your head but um, the other reason we find this one or this episode is going to be interesting is because of the topic. You know, there's so many, there's so many of these uh, paranormal things that we bring up that, you know, of course, it, it's neither here nor there. But you know, having a show about the paranormal really causes you to look at things from a much more, I don't know, you dissect things a lot more. You look at things from a well, it's like we do from a middle of the road uh, perspective. And sometimes, you know, with that being said, some of the topics we cover do seem pretty outlandish. And if it weren't for secondhand, you know, secondhand experiences, you know, it'd be really tough to swallow. This, this one's pretty interesting because, first of all, it happened a long time ago. And um, so there's probably not a, a ton of evidence out there, but talk about some circumstantial secondhand evidence uh, that, that comes up to play here. But today's episode is about Peter Stump, and we're going to cover his name a little bit. Uh, he is the werewolf of Bedburg. Peter Stump, or Stumpf, uh, as he was most likely known, was born in 1525 in Bedburg, Germany. He grew up to become a wealthy farmer in the rural community of Bedburg which was located in a section of Cologne, Germany. The local, com- or the local community knew him as a pleasant widower and a father of two adolescent children, and because he was wealthy, ensured him the respect and influence from his neighbors. Now, At the time, religiously speaking, Catholicism and Protestants were being debated between the populace, which brought invading armies from both the faiths to Bedburg. There were also outbreaks of the Black Plague, and that was happening as well, so he had a pretty big melting pot of issues going on at the same time. Now, it began with local farmers noticing strange deaths of some of their cattle. Day after day, for many weeks, they would find cattle dead in their pastures who were ripped open by an animal. And obviously, that's that's how they make money, so it's a pretty big deal for them. Uh, the farmers suspected wolves were to blame, but that was the beginning of the Peter Stump's compulsion to mutilate and kill. In the village, children began to disappear from their farms and homes. Young women vanished from their daily walks. Some were found dead, horribly mutilated, while others were never found. The community was in panic because the villagers still believed that hungry wolves were to blame. Some villagers feared the worst, a werewolf, who would walk among them as a man and then transform into a wolf to satisfy its hunger. So that's a a pretty tall order. You know, you had these farmers out there trying to make a living and, you know, they're finding finding mutilated cattle in their their farms. Um, You know, even to date now, that would still be pretty alarming. So I don't know, Nicole, what did you come up with? What did you find? What was part of your research? So Peter Stumpf, also called the Werewolf of Bedburg. He was a 16th century German farmer who, he reportedly, this is what he says, received a gift of wolf's fur from the devil when he was 12 years old. (laughs) Along with it came in his own words, quote, the likeness of a greedy, devouring wolf, strong and mighty, with eyes great and large, which in the night sparkled like brands of fire, a mouth great and wide with most sharp and cruel teeth, a huge body and mighty paws. 
Wow. So when he put on the wolf's fur, he felt compelled to go after women and children. He reportedly killed more than 13 children, and the small children were strangled, bludgeoned, and their tiny throats were ripped open with his bare hands. Good Lord. Some of the children were disemboweled and partially eaten. <laughs> well, that's, um, that's not unnerving at all. I mean... <laughs> the young women were sexually assaulted before he tore them apart. He killed two pregnant women while tearing the fetuses out of their wombs and ate the hearts of the unborn babies, calling them dainty morsels. He said they were best agreeing to his appetite. Good night. That's disgusting. The cattle and lambs were ripped apart and devoured raw. <laughs> well, I mean, he's certainly not a vegetarian. So these are the reports of all the little things that they found, basically. So at every site, this is what they would find. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. If they found anything. Yeah, if they found anything. So this is why they, you know, thought it was a wolf. Sure. Or I mean, a pack of wolves, because, you know, that's typically what you find. Right. Yeah, I mean, you're you're finding eviscerated remains of things, and mm -hmm. they obviously were eaten by something. Right. So, yeah, I mean, it makes sense. Now, this happened in the 1500s, so, of course, we're going by hearsay, basically. Right. But there are a couple of reports of what they say happened, you okay. know, but there's no definitive proof, necessarily. But there is a report of a, a triple murder where... He apparently saw two men and a woman walking outside of the city walls. He called out to one of the men, saying he needed help with some lumber. And when the man joined him, out of sight of the other two, he bashed his head in. Jeez. So the second young man went looking for the first man, because he never came back. Well, yeah. And he killed him as well. Yeah, yeah. Now, the woman began to run away, but they say he managed to catch her, because the men's bodies were later found, but the woman... Never was. Oof. So it was believed that after he raped and killed her, he might have eaten her completely. God. That's but, a... like I said, if her body was never found, this is just, you know, this is 1500. Sure. <laughs> I'm talking about. Yeah, that's... I mean, first of all, to run after somebody like that when you know that they just committed these atrocities, you're, you're already putting your life in your own hands. But there's no witnesses. This is just, yeah. okay, we found these two guys... And then the woman's disappeared. Right. And they were, the the men were just bludgeoned. Right. So. Well, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Now, there's a second report of several children, I guess, were playing in a meadow among, like, the cattle on the farm. And apparently he ran after them, grabbing one small girl by the neck. And as the other two ran away, he tried to rip her throat out. But I guess at the time period, they wore like the high stiff collars oh, yeah. on her shirt or dress. Mm -hmm. And it blocked his fingers from being, being able to get to his throat. Jeez, talk about Stark's job. Yeah. So she's, apparently she screamed and it caused the cattle who caused the cattle who had calves to charge after him, which... Most cattle don't necessarily... I mean, if they're protecting their babies, but he wasn't going after their... I don't know how that works out in yeah. the storyline, but... Sure. Apparently, he released the girl and took off. Okay. So, these are the reports. Right. Okay. So, the worst murder, he apparently saved for his own family. Oh. Oh, that's nice. So, he reportedly had incestuous relationships with his own sister and his daughter... Whom he impregnated. Good lord. He also murdered his firstborn son, who he led into the forest, killed him, then ate his brains. <laughs> uh, wow. We are going to have to label this one ex explicit. Go for it. <laughs> because we don't want a chance of little people or anybody that can't handle listening to this. Yeah, this is not for this. the faint of heart, that's yes. for sure. We probably should have warned in the beginning. <laughs> yeah. Oh, by the way, spoiler alert, this is going to get pretty nasty. We'll have to nasty. go back and do yeah. that. Um, <laughs> so, you know, the, at this point in the storyline, the villagers, everybody still believe that these are wolves. Right. Okay? Because they don't have any other reason to not believe that. Yeah. I mean... At this point. And I'm sure they've gone through this before. You know, they've had to have seen... 
you know, animals attack other animals. I mean, they probably lost cattle to wolves in the past. Yeah, but I think the numbers were piling up. Well, sure. Then people, there were so many people missing mm-hmm. that it was like, what is really going on here? Yeah. So, I guess when the limbs of several missing people were found in a field, the townspeople decided to release the hounds. <laughs> the release like the hounds. Release the hounds. <laughs> Raise dogs to pursue the wolf responsible for all these killings because they're they're tired of everything. Yeah, you know their cattle getting killed. It's how they you know have milk and beef and how they sell and they can't afford this. Plus, sure. you know people are disappearing. Right. So I guess they hunted for days until they finally caught sight of him. Hmm. So they thought they had chased down a wolf. But then they finally had it cornered, and when they, the men, you know, because they, they usually release dogs. That's how they do, and the dogs take off, and they corner whatever it is, and right. then the men catch up. This is how this is done. Right. The dogs don't actually attack it. They just keep it. Yeah, in, they keep yeah. it in a central spot mm-hmm. until the men can catch up. And Okay, so this is what happened. So when the men got to that spot, their coward, Peter, Stubb, or however you want to say his name. Right. And he was finally arrested. Hmm. Now, I have left out a part in this, which seemed very mystical. Okay. But it is a it is a reporting that, you know, and, and something that was said during his trial, which we'll get to. But he talks about how he had this belt that if he could put it on, he kind of turned into a wolf. And right. They, you know, they said that they didn't think it was, you know, a man when they first arrived, but then he took off the, the belt and the wolf disappeared and he was a man. I left that part out because it just seems a little bit too... It is a bit far-fetched. Yes. Yeah, even for a paranormal show. (laughs) Right. But, you know, back in those times, you know, which we're going to get to some of this stuff. So, but I'm just trying to set out the facts of what we know. Yeah. Okay. For sure. So he was arrested. Um, So he carried out these werewolf things from about 1564 to 1589. Consuming about 16 to 18 victims. We're not exactly sure how many people. And you got to think about that. That is extremely prolific. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, he was... Plus animals. So this just includes people. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So in the local villages, the people now thought of him as a werewolf. (laughs) And they brought him to trial. Okay. Because that's the first thing. Like, oh, he's a werewolf. Yeah. You know. So, this is the part that's really rough. Okay. So, if anybody has seen Braveheart, we all know how the end of Braveheart happens. If you've seen it. Yeah. This is way worse than that. They were very cruel back in these times. They found a way to really punish people. For sure. And part of it was a way to try to get a confession as Mm. well. Like, we're going to break you until you tell us what happened. You know? So, he was put on a thing called a breaking wheel. Okay. And, but they basically took these red hot burning pinchers Mm. and they pulled his flesh from the bones. Okay. And then they, his legs and arms were broken with a wooden hatchet. And I, and I saw something about how they thought if they did that and he had like, he was like a sorcerer or something that he couldn't do anything you couldn't come back from the grave if they broke his arms and legs which I don't understand how <laughs> but <laughs> that no happens. ripping his flesh from his body with pincers that well that, it's like know. maybe he couldn't crawl from the I don't know crawl yeah. from the grave I don't know anyway and then afterward they got his head off basically mm, mm-hmm. and then they burned his carcass so, so not his head but the body right so if you're going to burn the body, what's the point of breaking the arms and legs? Yeah, that's a good point. Understand. I mean, that seems like a lot of a lot of useless effort. I mean, that was the reason I saw it was like so that he couldn't cast any more spells or crawl from the grave or whatever it was. But then they burned his body, so that doesn't make any it sense. It doesn't at make all. any sense. I mean, we've already got to do an explicit on this episode, so I'm going to get a little loose. But it's like, why would you beat the shit out of somebody's limbs and arms and everything else if you're just going to burn them? But rarely do things that happen during these times make sense. No, that's I mean, true. it was at the time they thought about sorcerers and devil worship and witches and yeah, and everything above. So yeah, that's who a good knows point. what they believe they were capable of at this point? And to be fair, I mean, 
the way these bodies were found, it was pretty evil looking. Yeah. yeah. You know, if we did this now, it'd still be. It's true. It'd be really rough. Yeah. So, obviously, he was found guilty <laughs> on October 28th of 1589. And they, you know, did the breaking wheel and the burning and everything. Funny enough, on October 31st, 1589. Isn't that something? So, our future day of Halloween. Yeah. Which I find interesting. That is interesting. Mm-hmm. Now, his daughter and... They think it might have been a cousin or a mistress or somebody were also burned at the stake for being accomplices in 1589. And they did the same type of thing to them, I think. But, you know, some some accounts I saw that the, the mistress or the cousin was also like a succubus sent from the devil. I mean, there was a whole, mm. whole lot of nonsense going on there. Yeah. When but it came to this. Here's the thing, though. How the hell do they know that they were complicit in this? Well, they, because they didn't say anything about him doing it. I don't know. Well, the daughter was the one she was impregnated by him. Oh yeah, that's true. That's a good. But point. I mean, if you go like, you know, if you got a, a scary father that's impregnated you, and are you going to go out and tell people in the village like, hey, this is my daddy's baby? Yeah, you're not going to do that. All that being said, I and I don't disagree one bit, but it's like. Look, people did stupid stuff back then, and impregnating their their children, unfortunately, wasn't necessarily too far out of the realm. But does, does that necessarily mean that they knew her dad was out there, you know, eating people and, you know, turning into a werewolf? Yeah, but, I mean, and you know, if they believed that this cousin or mistress or whoever she was was a succubus sent from the devil, then obviously Jeez. there's that reason. Yeah. So who... Well, who knows? Like I said before, we don't know what these people were thinking. And it wasn't very lucid thoughts, obviously. <laughs> well, he certainly didn't leave him around long enough to question him. <laughs> no, no. So the pain of the torture on the on this breaking wheel basically brought out all the confession of the crimes, including the sorcery and him messing with the devil, basically. So this fact has kind of led some researchers to say that he was, in fact, innocent, that his... Wild confession was elicited by this torture. Mm-hmm. Now, perhaps he was a victim of the superstition and all this religious rivalry taking place, you know, in in that time period in that area, and that the fear of the conviction of a demon-inspired werewolf might lead people back to the true church. Mm. So this is a theory. This is just a theory, which yeah, I could see that. Sure. But we still got to come up with why these bodies were like this. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, the, by the directive of the magistrate in the town, a warning to other potential devil worshippers was put in place for everybody to see. So, the wheel on which he was tortured was set high upon a pole from which hung 16-yard long strips of wood representing his 16 known victims. Hmm. Remember I said there were 16 to 18, but they weren't sure right. of exactly how many. Atop that was the framed likeness of a wolf. And above, on the sharpened point of the pole, was placed Peter Stubbs' severed head. Oof. Which well, I find a... interesting is because I compared this to, to the Braveheart like torture. Yeah. yeah. Well, that happened in Scotland sure with did. William Wallace. Mm-hmm. They put his head in his... Well, they put his head on London Bridge, and his arms and his legs were sent to the four corners, basically to warn them, you don't mess with us. So it's that same type of, like, this is a warning that you obey, you do what you're supposed to do. I find that very interesting. Yeah, I mean, you're right. That's exactly what they did with William Wallace. Mm -hmm. So. I mean, that time period, but but William Wallace is way earlier than this. This was like what? What, 1300s, was it? Yeah, late 12, early 1300s, I think. So Mm -hmm. this this stuff is still happening, obviously, in this time. Obviously, different country, completely different country, but still related to that whole warning system, the way they like to warn people. Yeah, no kidding. So about 250 werewolf trials from the period between about 1423 and 1720 are documented in, like, German literature. Okay. That's a lot. That is a lot. Werewolf trials. That is a lot. 
Yeah. So, so it was like the thing of the time. Like, you know what I mean? There's always like a time period where there's some something's focused on. It's so like devil, werewolf, and then we've got the witch trials. Like that stuff all happened between certain time periods. It's like they found something to focus on and then suddenly everybody was this. Or suddenly mm-hmm. everybody was this. Or there was an outbreak, you know? I don't know yeah. if there's an outbreak of werewolves, but... Now, so this whole, his last name, yeah. I found kind of weird because it's, they had so many different pronunciations and I thought maybe it was just like a way to translate it from German to English or whatever, but that's not the case. Mm-mm. So we don't really know what this guy's last name was. No. Okay, you want to explain that a little bit? Yeah, so <clears throat> when I was doing the research as well, we didn't really... And it's interesting because we don't know exactly his name. And, and in fact, aside from the, the amount of information Nicole brought forward, there's not a ton of information about this guy. But one of the one of the incidences, the... And I don't know if it's the one where they sent the dogs after whatever it was, the werewolf. I can't remember for sure. But they had managed to corner it, and they they either they got it locked down and it bit its own arm or hand off, or whether they severed its hand themselves. I don't know which accounting is correct. Of course, this was a long time ago, or if it was correct at all because it didn't mm-hmm. happen. But yeah. So apparently it severed its own hand left hand or he did it or whoever did it but what's interesting is peter stubb had no left hand right after that event mm-hmm. so is it a is it a play on words potentially yeah um, we don't know exactly what his last name was so i mean history may just remember him as the stubb person right right yeah and you know, people, you got to think about this. He was a farmer, okay? There's a lot of machinery in being a farmer. People lost limbs back then, mm-hmm. <laughs> like right and left, because it was a very dangerous time. Um, if there was, in fact, a werewolf that got cornered or whatever, and they happened to, it happened to bite its own hand off or they severed the hand, and it just so happened that this guy had a missing left hand... You can believe one of two things. Either he is the most unlucky, stupid, idiot on the planet, or maybe he was this person. I mean, it's it's interesting, but I, that does say that that's maybe where they got his last name. Yeah, I agree. Now, I have two theories about this. The one theory I, I tend to agree with them talking about the time period in this you know, between Catholicism and the Protestants mm-hmm. and, and all this. And were they, were these all separate incidences that, you know, maybe there were wild animals, wolves or something doing something to the cattle. Um, could people have been, because if you, if you look at this, some of the bodies were found, right? But some of them, like there's no, there's no evidence of right. something hap- happening. I mean, where's there's just like a, a crime outbreak? Because if you've got the Black Plague going mm-hmm. on at the same time, people are dying anyway. Of course, they can make them go missing. Right. And, you know, just like we know with what happened with COVID, people go a little insane yeah, when something do. like that happens, something like that breaks out because we don't know how to deal with it. So if that was going on and then you've got soldiers in the town and all this is coming, well, soldiers, as we know historically, when they come... Or they travel somewhere. What do they tend to do to women? Well, unfortunately, they... Uh, there's raping. Yeah. There's that type of stuff going on. I'm not saying... Rape and pillage. It all happens. Well, but yeah. especially during times like that. Now, the being ripped apart, how do we know that that is extremely valid? In We don't know. Right. Could it have been made up to scare the populace to... Get them to come back to the church to, you know, the devil did this. And they got him to say, the devil. I accepted yeah. this thing from the devil. And so then it was like, oh, no, you know, we need to get, you know. I think that's a, a very valid possibility. Well, sure. It has to be a valid possibility. In my opinion. Mm-hmm. And we're talking about, and of course, we're not we're not trying to play religion at all. That's not what we no. do. But it's a fact. It was going on. Mm-hmm. 
and um, Catholicism was still one of those things that was still pretty new for them, I guess, you know, because they're Protestant. Um, so there was a lot of bloodshed during that. Yeah. For good or worse, it, it happened. You know, being able to understand history, you have to understand what what has happened in the past and doesn't mean that it's, you know, one's better than the other. It's just atrocities happen. Mm-hmm. And no, you're absolutely right. I think that, you know, you've got these armies coming in. And you think about the Crusades, you know, mm-hmm. you think about, you know, you think about the Templars and all these type of things. There was a lot of brutality, you right. know, and when you deal with things like religion, and again, I'm not going to get too deep into that because I definitely don't want to think about our show as being, you know, religiously primed. But, you know, when you're talking about something that somebody believes so intently mm-hmm. and then you have a group of people that do not believe it. You, if, if sometimes it causes fear, yeah, and sometimes with fear comes these sort of things. They lash out. They start to lose humanity because of that fear. Right, right. So I mean, I, I really think that's something to look at. Yeah. On one side, is that there were just these different things happening at the time, and if you look at the time period, what did I say? It was a period. I mean, well, it was fifteen mid fifteen hundreds. Well, yeah, but between oh, what did the I entire, say? Yeah, fifteen. I mean, fifteen sixty four to fifteen eighty nine. Yeah, between fifteen sixty four to I'm going to repeat that fifteen sixty four to fifteen eighty nine, sixteen to eighteen people. Yeah, it'd be very easy. Hmm. Yeah. Between that's a long time period. It is a long time for period. different people to have done things. Yeah, and for wolves to have come in and killed animals and. Mm-hmm. You know, psychotic things. Now the the pregnant women with the womb eating. That's. Yeah. But did they just make stories up? I don't know. I mean, it is always a possibility. We can't rule that out. No, of course. You know, not. because if you think about it, what is going to get a fire under people more than killing children, fear, and women, and unborn babies? Those those things. Because if you notice with the guys, it's mostly just like oh. They got bludgeoned, or now yep. his own son, he ate his brains. I mean, come on. <laughs> yeah. And and here's the thing, is like, the stuff doesn't seem to happen until he's already a grown man as mm-hmm. a farmer. He's a widower. He's got grown children, and mm-hmm. now all of a sudden this is happening. So I'm just like, why? I don't know. Yeah, I... And again, this is where I... I, I <laughs> I know very well we have a, a show about paranormal. This is what we do. We we break down things from a middle of the road perspective, right? And I and I've said this for years. I'm a true believer in Occam's razor. Mm-hmm. You know, Occam's razor. If you don't know what that is, and I'm going to break it down at a very thirty thousand foot level for people, and because I don't want to bore you to death. But Occam's razor basically says, given given a whole bunch of different outcomes. The simplest outcome is typically the correct answer. Right. You know, and there's a, there's a much more deeper way to say that and more scientific method way of saying that. But that's kind of what it breaks down to. So you've got a you got a long stretch of time where, you know, people went missing. They died. Um, you had wolf attacks on cattle um, and none of which, by the way, is unusual. And this is stuff, you know, people die there. You had the plague. You have these potential holy wars going on. Um, this is just something that, that you live with in that time period. Um, do I think that perhaps there was some mass hysteria going on during this? Maybe. Mm-hmm. You know, that, I'm a big believer, and I've said this before on the show, that every great scary story has to have a scary, a bad guy, right? Mm-hmm. And I think for, for them at that time, they needed something to help make sense of what was going on. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, my, my thought of it is, I don't, I'm not going to lie, I'm not a big, I don't believe really in the whole werewolf thing. Um, although I've, I've seen a lot of guys in the locker room that have a lot of hair, and sometimes I question that. But, but uh, <laughs> now I don't, I know there, there are a lot of people that do believe in it. And, and I'm not saying that it doesn't exist. I'm just not sure that it's something that I prescribe to. Um, only because, to me, for something like that to exist, you would have to have some kind of anthropolo- anthropologic study. There has to have been bones. And if these things have all existed, they had to have died. 
And we've right. had to have seen proof of it. Um, and uh, just on a, a crypto, cryptozoology level, um, again, and that's one of my favorite paranormal things because it is the only stinking paranormal thing that we've ever actually proven. Because either we've seen it in live or we've seen bones of it or mm-hmm. just, you know, um, some kind of corpse or whatever. But I don't know. I guess I just don't buy into that because it just uh, it's a bit too much for me to bear. I think that it, there's a lot of Occam's razor going on here. Um, and I think that in the end, it boils down to people are just dealing with a lot, like you said, in COVID. They had to figure out what that what was going on and rationalize it in their head. Mm-hmm. Does it make sense that you know all these terrible things are happening, or do they need to do they need to somehow create a boogeyman mm-hmm. to to make sense of it all? Right. So that's theory number one. Yeah. For me. Yeah. Theory number two. I still don't believe it's anything to do with the devil, or that it was a werewolf. That turned into a man and a man into a werewolf. Mm-hmm. Don't believe that. Mm-hmm. But there is a possibility that this is a serial killer. Oh, sure. Okay. A serial killer that he's delusional and that he's got mental health problems. And this guy believes that he can turn into a wolf. <laughs> and he wears this wolf head or whatever it was, the skin or whatever. And he goes hunting for animals and people. Sure. That's all. also something very valid. Yeah. I mean, to get to just that level of things that were happening, like the ripping apart. Yeah. I don't even know as a human how you do that. But, you know, that's that's the thing is like people cre- create this strength. Crazy people are strong. Yeah, they do. <laughs> we have evidence of how strong they can be when they're not in their right mind. Mm-hmm. You know, so if he believed he was a wolf i mean that statement from him in the in the trial if he believed he was a wolf he may give himself the energy to be able to do some of these things that that he said that he did you know rip these people open like ate ate the hearts out of the little babies and and all this stuff that that he did you know i mean i don't know i mean we've got our own serial killers in the past that ate people <laughs> yes we do you know, and and when you look at them, and Dahmer party of four, the what? <laughs> go ahead, go. Ahead. Dahmer, yeah. You know? Um, when you look at that, it's just like, ugh, it, it's just really, really gross and disgusting. Yeah. And they're not in the right mind. No, they can't be. You know, there's something wrong with them. Yeah, for sure. Now Dahmer obviously didn't believe he was a wolf and go to that yeah. extent. I mean, he used normal ways to do it but if somebody believes that they can turn into a wolf and if you think about the time period okay we're living in modern times but if you think about the mystical time period that we're in they believe in witches and demons and devil and sorcery and not magic sorcery yeah sorcery so if they believe in this stuff at that time period when someone goes out of their right mind, do they internalize that and then think he he can create himself into becoming a wolf? It very yeah. well could be. He could yeah. have convinced himself of this. You know, and if he wears this thing and gets outside on the ground and crawls on all fours or something, I mean, it is very possible that that could have happened. Now, the in the strength, like I said before, he willed himself to do it. Sure. I mean, because that is, look, 16 to 18 victims in that much of a time period. That's not that many, really. No. When you stretch it out like that. For one person, though, it's still pretty prolific. Well, it is. Right. But if you think, he w- it's not like he was killing someone once a week or anything. No, like no, that. no. Like yeah. He had time in between. And and like we find from serial killers that we've studied in the past, is every serial killer they've ever interviewed says the one thing. They do their kill and it satiates them for a certain time period for themselves. Mm-hmm. And then they get the hunger again. 
and they usually have a hunger for something certain, right? So Dahmer had had it for males mm-hmm. because he was homosexual, mm-hmm. right? So he his thing was male men of a certain age, right? right? And then who was the other guy that Ed Ed Gein Ed Gein, and he wasn't it the little boys for him, like the younger boys. I don't know. Or am I thinking no. of the other one? I think you're thinking of the other one, but Ed Gein was just, I think he was just flat out nuts. He would kill all kinds of different people, and he was the one that would turn their skin into, yeah. yeah. But see, th- that's what I'm talking about. I mean, we've got people in modern times doing mm-hmm. stuff like that. Yeah. So if you go back in the 1500s, I mean, it's not too far out of the box to think that he could have thought no. these things and sure. done these things. And, you know, they like I said before, it satiates them for a period of time, and then they get that that hunger. And to him, if he's a wolf, he's got that hunger to hunt. Okay. Could he go back out? You know, and if his thing was children and women, yeah, that was what he was for. And if he believed he was a wolf, he would kill them. Now, the raping part, I don't know about that. That kind of takes it yeah. away from just being a wolf. But... That's where you kind of call a little BS on that part. But a wolf would hunt, they would kill, they would eat. And if he believed himself to be a wolf, that's what he would do. Do you think it's possible that that was a forced um, confession? Well, yeah, obviously, coming from theory number one, yes, Mm -hmm. it could have been. But I'm trying to go on the basis that it wasn't forced and that he really believed these stuff. So theory right. number two is he truly believed that the devil came to him and gave him this gift when he was 12. And now he has the power of a wolf. And I've got these strong claws and the big wide mouth and, you know, everything that I had said. And if he believes that he is this, that's exactly what he was trying to play out. Yeah. That I mean, makes it, sense, yeah. It's just a possibility. You know, well, I, I'm yeah, trying to I look mean, at it from... Because we do have serial killers that do some crazy stuff you'd never think that somebody would do. Absolutely. I mean, to this day, we're still going to get... You know, unfortunately, there's still serial killers out there at large doing stuff that's just... And they all have their own thing. Mm-hmm. You know? And, you know, the the mind is such a powerful... Thing. It sure is. I mean, I took psychology in college. Um, one of my favorite courses was abnormal psychology. Mm-hmm. And it is astounding what your mind can do to your physical body if oh, you believe yeah. something. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there are cases of women that want to be pregnant so badly and think they are pregnant that their body starts to mimic mm-hmm. pregnancy and it starts to grow the belly starts to grow and they have all the symptoms of pregnancy but there's no baby yep well I it's mean, even you think about and of course i don't know if we'll ever do a show on this we may but like the stigmata some people think that's exactly also i mean your your mind plays a huge part and we only use a small percentage of it so mm-hmm. if they can tap in to more of that if he be- truly believed he was a wolf, what says that he couldn't act and have the strength of, of of a wolf of that size and not rip apart a body and not do these things? Kind of makes me think of Split. You remember the movie Split? Yeah. Yeah. I love that movie because it's, it focuses on that. I mean, mm-hmm. it's just it's so interesting. And I've, you know, for me at least, psychology is so interesting to me that the way people think and the way they can get themselves into a spot where they just believe anything. Yeah. And it comes true. I mean, they can do it. I mean, people have been spoons with their mind. I mean, it's just, maybe I didn't phrase that in in the right way, but no, yeah, Yeah, that makes sense when it comes to this case in particular, you know, I think it is a possibility that this man could have been a, a serial killer. Mm-hmm. Obviously, well, any serial killer is not in their right mind, if you ask me. Sure. But he was extremely, extremely 
very far out of his mind, convinced himself he was a wolf. He hunted these people and animals, ripped them apart, ate them like he was a wolf. And then when his mind would flip, he'd go back to just being the farmer. Yeah. My only question is, is why it took so long to develop if he was a widower. But we got to think about that time period. Because if we think about a widower with grown children now, he'd be in his, like, 50s, probably. But not so in the 1500s. No. He probably was more in his, like, 30s. Yeah. Which, if you know anything about psychology and when most mental health, you know, issues arise, especially in young men, it's mid-20s to 30s. So that actually would make sense. It would be right about the right time period for something like that to develop and start showing. It wouldn't have been when he was younger. That stuff doesn't happen until a little bit later in life. Well, it's funny. We've been sitting here thinking, or sitting here talking about it, and while doing that, I sort of, I sort of thought of this, <clears throat> this particular outcome. So we knew the plague was going on during this time. Mm-hmm. Is it not at all feasible that he may have gotten sick, not necessarily getting the, or maybe he was somehow immune to it a little bit, and he got a version of the plague, and had such bad fever that it drove him to insanity. It could have. Yeah, I mean, there's all these possibilities. Mm-hmm. You know, this was back before modern medicine and and all that stuff. So, uh, so who knows? I mean, at this this time period, the Black Plague, there's bodies in the streets. Mm-hmm. You know, if if anything, people are breathing in yeah death and the spores and everything bacteria. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is possible for any of that stuff. Hmm. But that's just you know another theory. But do I think that he was actually a werewolf? No. No. I don't, I think, 0%. <laughs> I always yeah. like my percentages when I talk about this. For sure. 0%, he was a werewolf. 0%, there was devil involved. Yeah. Or any of this magical stuff, okay? Mm-hmm. I just think it's either something that was used as a political thing. Yeah. Or something that he had mental health issues and he was a serial killer. I think those are our two possibles. And the reason I wanted to do this is because I was like, this is an interesting subject. Because while we do the paranormal, we also try to talk about some true crime Mm -hmm. on this podcast. We haven't done a lot. Mm -hmm. But I felt like this was kind of a true crime meets cryptid. Because, and you don't find that ever. No, you sure don't. (laughs) And but we had to go way back in time to find it. Yeah. So I know that's really <laughs> funny. That's the only way we could do it. But I was like, I th- this is an interesting, interesting subject because most people, I would imagine, especially in the states, don't know anything about this. Sure. In Germany, I know yeah. that they do, of course. And the reason that I know that they do is because I was like, there's got to be something in this town, mm-hmm. you know, because they're famous for it. For sure. Um, and we have German listeners too, so I, I, I would imagine, um, you know. We'll, we'll we'll actually lean on some of your technicalities and your knowledge, but if we got this wrong, please uh, please let us know. But well, and I don't know how to pronounce German, but some of the W's aren't they pronounced like a V? Yes. Okay. So I love all trails because I use all we hike. Yes, so we do. There is an actual hiking trail in Bedburg, Germany, that you can take. And it's got like a little sign on it, and I cannot read, but it does say werewolf really? on it. And I don't know if it's supposed to, because I can't read German. Well, sure so I don't know. know if it's supposed to be like a trail that maybe the werewolf took or, mm-hmm. you know, or where they found dead bodies. It, it very possible that this is what this is. But it's actually like a really nice trail that goes by. It looks like a, either like a little river or pond or something and into the trees. But it's called the werewolf. Vanderweg mm-hmm. Bedberg. And you can find it on all trails, but I pulled it up and I'll put like the little screenshot. I'll put it on our Facebook photos. Okay. Um, and I think it's a 6.1 mile hike. So it's not. It's a good clip. Short. Yeah. But it's a loop. Okay. You kind of go in a loop. And it says, enjoy the 6.1 mile loop trail near Bedberg, North Rhine, Westphalia, Germany. Generally considered an easy route, it takes an average of two hours, seven minutes to complete. This is a very popular area for hiking, so you'll likely encounter other people while exploring. But then they have, like, the little 
a sign, Werewolf Underbeg. Mm. Obviously, everything's in German. And they've got, like, a little picture of, like, a drawn werewolf. And there's little signs here and there that has, like, a little circle that says werewolf with, like, a wolf howling at the moon. So I thought that was kind of cute. That's really cool. Like, kind of like the play on the, yeah. the thing. So I'm sure they got to embrace it to a point, sure. Well, yeah, yeah. yeah obviously. but Like um, Roswell. Yeah. yeah. But, I mean, obviously there's not a ton of information. Um, but I did think after it happened, there was a big kind of scare in Europe. Well, sure. After this happened, like, oh, no, werewolves are on the <laughs> That just makes me think of prowl. American Werewolf in London, you know? Yeah, I don't like I love that movies. show. <laughs> the movie. I don't I don't like <laughs> guts and gore. and Yeah, it is pretty I rough. I don't like them. I like scary. Yeah. I don't like gross. Yeah. Well, folks, I mean, it's an interesting story. Um, mm-hmm. It's not... It's definitely not one of those where, um, since it was so long ago that... You know, aside from this really cool trail and all trails, you're going to see a lot of, you know, physical evidence or places in, in the past. But we we do want to do more um, more true crime stuff. But this was perfect. You're right. It's it's right down the, you know, the fairway of true crime meets, you know, cryptid meets paranormal. So it was a great topic. Um, but kind of like what I said at the beginning of the show this is the last one. This is the uh, the ending of this season. What do you think so far? How do you feel about it? I think it went well. Yeah. It took us a little bit to get our feet wet, <laughs> but and and how to do this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but it is very interesting. I like, you know, conversing with different people across across the globe mm-hmm. um, on their experiences. We've we've got gotten several. Yes, comments. we have. Um and we love that. So please, yes. if you have a story, you know, or you you have a question or if you want to tell your story, you want to be on the podcast, you are very welcome. We absolutely just contact do. us, email us. Um, obviously, we'll set it up and, and you're welcome to share your stories because that's what this is about. Mm-hmm. You know, sharing paranormal stories yep. is how we basically tell each other we're not all crazy. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I agree 100 percent. I mean, that's mm-hmm. kind of sort of why we started this is that. You know, there's so so much craziness going on and, and all these weird things happening in the world. And the one thing, it doesn't matter where you live, what you know, what your bank account looks like, none of it. Everybody gets touched by the paranormal. Mm-hmm. Everyone. So it's a good it's a good way to kind of key into that. Um, so kind of <clears throat> not going too far into the woods of what next season starting off is going to look like, but some of the things that we have and ideas for next season is we're going to do more interviews. Um, we've actually got, you know, I'm not going to give too much away, but we've got some some actual phone-in interviews that um, that we got lined up. So we're pretty excited about that. Um, and we do want your guys' involvement. One of the things that we're kicking around and I'm probably going to start doing is a, I'm thinking Friday, the night, Friday nights will be what I call like a Friday Night Live, um, where I will do a live, uh, a live thing. I don't know what topic it would be. It'd be a, probably a different topic every every week or however long I, I do it. Um, kind of help to get some of your guys' involvement in it. Um, and also, we, we probably don't talk about this enough, but we do have an email. It's info at gxparanormal.com. Uh, please submit any ideas that you have. Or if you guys just want to drop us a line, uh, we're happy to, to respond. And we do have, we actually have a website, and that's gxparanormal.com. So... Um, you know, we're going to start developing more for that, um, but we're pretty excited about next next season. It's going to be, now that we kind of got the flow of everything, we've got some ideas and it's not going to, it'll be the same for the most part, but we've got some new things that we're going to kind of start bringing up. So, mm-hmm. And if there's any topics mm-hmm. that you want us to cover, or if, you know, because we live in America, mm-hmm. so we know our popular stories. Yes, we do. But as far as, you know, unless they've just gone shot across the globe in most of the other countries of the world we may not be aware of something that's popular in your country Mm -hmm. so if you would like for us to cover it please send us an email give us at least the title yeah (laughs) maybe a little idea what it is we can research and talk about it and if you want to you know take part you're you know free to do that um because most things you know we hear about in the states yep so we yeah, and we know. have listeners, and we also don't want to mess it up. So. No, we don't. Yeah, <laughs> we, we don't, don't want, want to admit, offend anyone. Yeah, we don't want to offend anybody and mess it up. You're absolutely right. And we've got listeners 
you know, when we look at, at our, our raw data analytics, we've got we have listeners all over this globe. So guys, mm-hmm. if you if you want your stories heard, please reach out. We're happy to do it. So Absolutely. Well, I don't think we could end a season better than that. Um, again, August 4th, we'll kick it off. Uh, it's not, don't worry, guys, not too far away. We're going to enjoy some time off. Uh, we've got some some family and friends coming in, and we're going to enjoy a 4th of July, which here in the States somehow is our Independence it, Day. It's our Independence Day. Mm-hmm. But um, after that, we'll, we'll be right back with you guys. So, hey, listen, thank you so much for, for supporting us this season. Thank you for everyone who has contacted us to this point. Um, thank you for everyone who's on the YouTube, uh, everybody who's joined us on Facebook. Um, I, <laughs> I always mess this up, but we're at uh, Facebook. We are. Go ahead, Bib. You, you do this a little bit better than I do. GX. No. No, it's actually Generation it's X Paranormal, Paranormal Podcast. Podcast. <laughs> I didn't mess it up for once. <laughs> yeah. Well, we had to switch it. So yeah, we have. That's why we keep getting confused. Yeah. And but yeah, every week after the podcast airs, I try to go on and I post the links. So I'll post a link for Spotify, for Apple Podcasts, and for Stitcher. Depending on where you are, whatever the popular thing is, mm-hmm. you can just easily click on it and listen to it. And I will also post the pictures from that podcast that maybe we've talked about on it or maybe is related to the topic so that you don't have to go to Google or whatever your search engine is at the time. And try to look all this stuff up. Yeah. Um, so it's just easy access to listen and look at the pictures maybe while you're listening to us. Yep. And the other thing I want to mention, um, you know, we're not big on asking for funding or anything like that. But if you wish to support us, we do have a Patreon set up. And we're at Generation X Paranormal. And, of course, that's Patreon. You can look it up there as we're, we're a creator on there. So if you want to give us a hand and support us, we'd love, we'd love for, for you to do that. So at any rate, thanks again, and we'll, we'll see you guys soon. Thanks, guys. Please follow us on our Facebook, Generation X Paranormal Podcast, or simply facebook.com forward slash Gen X Paranormal. And if you'd like to support us, you can join us on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Generation X Paranormal. Thank you.